step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. Everything is so dumb, 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 Welcome wow. to the show. We are the podcasters that you are listening to now. This is the new theme song. It's wow. not very good. <laughs> Cody. But it could be better. Did you did you did you record that at Muscle Shoals? Did you mm, get a yes. did you get a record deal? Because that's 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 some music right yeah. there. What's Muscle Shoals? M- Muscle Shoals is where all the great all the now, great artists record. Is it spelled like, like muscles like muscles? From Brussels yeah, or like no, muscles like from the, the sea. I think like from the sea. From yeah. The sea. Yeah, but it's yeah, where yeah. all the great albums are recorded. And Badass. it's where Cody's going to go to record his new yep. album. It was that or Frankie Sharp from Sharp Records. To introduce but. a podcast by. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the worst year ever. Yes, it is. It is. It's, I it couldn't really agree is. more. I could not agree more. Apparently, there's also a podcast, but that's not what I'm really talking about. No, it's the year. The never <laughs> it's, ending it's the year. two years of our lives. Yeah. Down the, the long drain. year, they call it. Have you ever, you guys heard of the concept of, I think it's, it was Eternal September? No. Eternal Summer? Endless Summer? No, et- Eternal <laughs> September. So way back in the day, in the early days of the internet, right? Pretty much the only way you'd have access to the internet is if you were at a college or some sort of other institution, because like everything was connected together in the ARPANET. Um, like normal people didn't just get on the internet. You had to get into it through oh, an institution. Sure. And so, 
um, every summer, like in September, I think it was, all of the you know classes would start, and all of mm-hmm. the new people would get access to the internet for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it was known by all of the people on the internet as like the worst month. Like September was always the shit month because all these new people get on the internet. They have to learn the rules. They have to learn mm. like all of the different behavioral mores, and they're just like insufferable for like a, a month or two, like until they they get acclimated to the culture. Yeah, you got to lurk um, for a while, and then. I forget the exact year it happened, but sometime in the early 90s, like the internet became a thing anyone could be on. And uh, September never ended is kind of the idea. It's like Mm. that's when every like the internet was this beautiful utopia for a while. And then Eternal September came and it's been shit ever since. Eternal September sounds like a pop punk band. Yeah, it does. One hit. Or a Counting Crows song. I'm feeling now. Like, I was thinking like yellow card, but yeah, we're no, just County Christmas. <laughs> we're still in eternal March. Like yeah. March didn't end last year, and it hasn't ended yet, and and it's just for forever. Boy, I like, sure all feel months that. are the same. <laughs> all months are this like fascinating mix of collapse uh, and right wing uh, 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 anger and uh, government crackdowns on people pushing for justice. All these things are just always happening now, constantly. And I guess and they were before, but whatever. It it feels just maybe feels it's just longer. the news. June and now. somehow didn't, didn't feel like it was June suddenly. There's, it doesn't yeah. feel like there's breaks anymore. Like no. I'm, I'm thinking about, I don't know. We used to have we used to have fun. I think in in the I news. I thought cycles. so. I remember <laughs> that, mm-hmm. or at least we our attitude was a bit more fun. Yeah, we try to have fun, but it's harder. It's harder to come by. Yeah, I remember times that were different than this. I, I remember think. times, and yet I do not recognize time as a concept anymore. No, it's a flat circle, as yep. the guy on it the sure TV is. show that had as a single good season As the next governor of uh, Texas uh, will, yeah. has said. God willing. Yeah. God, God willing. willing. <laughs> one day, Look, one I day. don't know about his politics, but I loved that performance. He, he... cannot be worse than Greg Abbott. He I can't be so. worse than Greg, Greg Abbott. And I enjoy hearing him speak. It makes yeah. me laugh. He tells a sleep story on my call map. Oh, good. I just love it. Um, mostly because I giggle. Hi, I'm Matthew yeah. McConaughey. All right. <laughs> and you're like, you're doing it. You're doing it to lull me to sleep. Okay, Governor. Wait, does he I, actually do that? To, yeah. In, no, he on does. The sleep, on the sleep he card? says, good for him. I'm, I'm Matthew McConaughey. When I was working on a movie called Proof, I don't know if it was Proof. Something else. It's so funny. Can we just do 80s McConaughey imitation the whole episode? And he goes, The world is our playground. You know, like he's just doing it. Anyway, check it it out. For Matthew McConaughey. I bet it is a playground for Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Yeah. Um it but really does help me go to sleep, though. But he's running, running, or it hasn't been announced. No, 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 no. He's, no, no. It's just, just having... a thing people talk about. Because and he's... then they ask him about it when they talk to him, and he's I like, think he'll "I don't run. know, maybe." I think he'll this run. is us having fun with the news at this point. I, I like I said, see, I want to see him do all his ads in the Lincoln. I I hate to say this, but I kind of think Texas is so fucked that the only thing that might save us is if a person who's famous enough to like break out of the kind of right wing domination gets elected and just isn't a complete sociopath. Because I don't think Matthew McConaughey is. I don't think Matthew McConaughey is like a a literal monster. Um, No. Greg Greg Abbott is a monster. Mm -hmm. And so have been every Texas governor since... uh, Ann Richards, Ann Richards, that was oh, the yes. one. That was yeah. Yes. She she was. Yes, like I was from, going to say uh, that. Yeah, ninety one to ninety five, and then the name. 
she made some decisions on gun control that turned out to not be wise electorally, and George W. Bush became the governor. Or at least that was how the asshole in my concealed handgun class explained it. I don't remember any of that because I was living in Oklahoma. Uh, in I like to picture McConaughey in a Lincoln doing the 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 Wolf of Wall Street, the boom, 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 chest thing. Yes, I as his only he, campaign, and then saying he approves of the message. Yeah, that's it. Then he, and, and then, then I want him to go. I this, just think he goes the, and this message is all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I get that's uh, it. That's, it. that's the know, whole thing. And then he I get I get older, but the message is the same age, right? Yeah, he can just it, use yeah, clips be... from his biggest hits. Um, yes, and then he you wins, know, like Dallas Buyers yeah. Club, you know, or what else? Yeah, the like one? Republicans confused. would be like, "Hey, Governor, would you please sign the execution orders for this mentally handicapped man?" And he would just crush a Lone Star on his face, uh-huh. and they would be like, "We'll come back later." And then no one would get executed. I think um, he also does the Carl's <laughs> Junior's spots. He's got a, he, a, a thriving yeah. commercial career. He does. He's better in ads for bourbon because, like Matthew yes. McConaughey has <laughs> has. There's a number of different kinds of Texas accents. He has a, a classy accent, yeah. um, as opposed to uh, uh, what most people in Texas have. Um, and he sounds good talking about bourbon, even though he's talking about wild turkey, which is yeah, it's soothing. Yeah. His his accent goes down smooth. It goes I, down smooth, unlike wild turkey. There you um, go. Get some eagle rare, goddammit. it. Um, but okay, like we've been talking about this for nine minutes. I'm okay we have with been. it. I want you Katie, to do your imitation again. I thought it was great. All right, 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 all right. Um. Uh, I'm the true detective. Have you guys seen the so, guy? The, have you guys seen the guy so, running in California for the recall with the bear, the beast? That's the worst John thing the, I've. Yeah, Cox. John John Cox, who's the who he already the, ran. He already ran and lost. Oh, good for him. Well, I like I love that I've, for him. That 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 but, you ad know, is the worst thing and the possibly the best thing I've ever. Pretty seen. sure he's coming under legal action for bringing a bear to a campaign. Probably, event. Mm-hmm. but it's been a fuzzy month, so I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Just a real quick disclaimer. I guess not quite up top because we're ten minutes deep here. Um, give or take with editing. Uh, I, as you know, have been gone for a while. And I am back in Los Angeles, and I've had a hard month. And so this week, I'm not prepared, but uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna kind of try to catch me up on the news. Yeah, it's a it's a hodgepodge to bring Katie up to it's speed. A and I did nothing to prepare except show up, and that's it's how okay. I like it. Well, uh, speaking of Texas, why don't we talk about the voting in Texas? Yeah, yeah. What happened there? Are they, they allowed to do it or do, no? <laughs> there's we're, everyone's still allowed <laughs> yeah. to vote. Cool. Um, well, as you do know, for a little uh, while, <laughs> there have been all these sort of bills popping up to make it uh, more difficult for folks to vote. Sure, sure. Um, under the guise of being like, actually, it's it's we're putting fail safes. So what happened in 2020 doesn't happen again. As if uh, you know, something happened in 2020. In, well, insinuating that the uh, the entire election was a fraud and Donald Trump is actually the one that was elected. Um. It's interesting how they're sort of intertwined. Like the the January sixth is sort of just uh, like a symptom. It's like it gave them a pass to be like, see, we need to protect our election, but in a way that um, insinuates that uh, it was a yeah. complete fraud and Joe Biden isn't actually the president. Um, and so there was a indeed uh, another bill that Texas uh, tried to pass um, that had various things in it. Um, it gave uh, gave uh, uh, penalties like jail time. 
for sending people um, uh, mail-in ballots uh, if they did not request them. Um, Who would get penalized, jail-timed? The people who sent them. Okay. Um, Yeah. Which is like... Uh, again, it's like this sort of weird. It's 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 framed as like, well, you don't want people doing this. It'll it'll do frauds and stuff. Um, instead of like, if you really want to make it, you know, access to voting, uh, uh, open up for people, just send mail and voting to everybody. Yep. Um, instead of like, well, if you request it, then you get it, and if you don't, then you're going to jail. Well, no, just give it to everybody. Um, make give everybody the uh, all these options. Um. It's pretty frustrating. A bit. The situation is pretty frustrating. I think I've mentioned this on a show over the past month. But it's a real big deal how many people truly believe that uh, there was widespread voter fraud mm-hmm. in the election and the amount of money being wasted on recounting it over and over and over again. The belief is very pervasive that dead mm-hmm. people voted. Uh-huh. Yes. Dead yes, people it is. voted. And, you know, I push back and say, well, you know, no. I just mean in Arizona. <laughs> it's like, and, and wonderful, reasonable people, you know, smart people, but they're like, no, actually, this is a true thing that has to get a problem. There's a problem. And if you, and if, if there's nothing wrong, then what's the problem with looking into it? And I gently say, well, I think it's the expense at this point. <laughs> Well, if you do look into it, you'll see that, like, countless cases were thrown out because there was no evidence of fraud. Um, And, like, this bill would have – and it still might pass. Who knows? Um, Yeah, I mean, yes. They they will – the Republicans are going to continue trying to force Um, it through. But uh, a part of it is uh, that you don't actually have to uh, prove that uh, there was uh, any – like, you don't have to confirm any evidence of actual election fraud. In, in this in this mm-hmm, case, mm-hmm. Um, it also banned drive through voting, things of that nature. Sorry, drive through voting. I haven't heard of that, but I'm into it. I went through a drive through liquor store in Arizona. Never seen one before, but into really. It. Oh, yeah. yeah, we had them. Yeah, Ohio. we have those in Texas, too. Yeah. Yeah. They're not yeah. as good as California liquor stores, which are literally any store you happen to be in. You can go in anywhere. It's amazing. Um. Yeah, the other thing they're trying to do is stop ban voting on Sundays, uh, mm-hmm. in, which uh, is when Lord's a dead. lot of a lot of black churches will do like voting drives and stuff. So well, God's against um, voting. Maybe yeah. uh, you should be able to vote on a day um, that isn't like most people work on that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, or make it a holiday. I or make know. it a holiday. But the goal is very clearly to to stop voting. Yeah, it's for very people um, who aren't white and Republican. It's very clear. It's very frustrating. Uh, folks like uh, like a Dan Crenshaw type, um, who uh, outwardly seems very reasonable when he speaks, but he he's just a liar. He lies a lot. It's very frustrating to hear him speak. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, like oh, they're trying. They notice they won't tell you what's in the bill, and he won't either. What's in the bill, Dan? Tell us what's in the bill. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, it's very transparent what they're trying to do. Um. You know, uh, it limits, yeah, availability uh, to vote for a lot of people. Um, Low-income areas, uh, handicapped people, a lot of just uh, very clear. They tried to pass it. Um, The Democrats walked out um, Mm -hmm. uh, during the vote, um, which, good for them. They did a thing. They did a thing that they can do. They did a thing that, like, Republicans might do. Yeah, the Republicans Um, have been doing in Oregon for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and that they've done before in Texas, I should note. They fled to Oklahoma years back for another vote. So it's this is not the only time Texas uh, Democrats have done something like this. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. the Lone Star, the Lone Star Democrats. Um, all yeah. right, all right, so, all right. So, so they walked they walked out. Um, so there wasn't there weren't enough members uh, to reach a quorum. And so they couldn't uh, pass it, mm-hmm. um, which, cool. again, very cool. Um, they will still probably pass it. Yeah, yeah, uh, of yeah, course it'll still happen, it but it's just a you know it it was at least nice to see a move a move being played even though yeah make it harder yeah, for the fuckers um just make it harder for them yeah um make it harder for them yeah because they I really do respect um standing up and uh, it's one thing for Democrats in other states blah 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 but in a state like that in other conservative areas. You gotta gotta put on a little bit of a show and make a stink about it, even if it's not gonna um move the needle in the end. I well, yeah, I show that, that yeah, show that you're doing literally anything. It's nice. Um, and that you know, that's a signal for everybody else in the state that doesn't necessarily agree with the conservative yeah. side. Uh I just keep relating things back to Arizona because that's the only thing I have experience <laughs> for. Yeah, every that's, week that's your, that's your a, world now. Every week on a corner in downtown <clears throat> Flagstaff. There was a small but mighty group of people uh, protesting another move, something, voting rights, uh, Christmas yeah. cinema, uh, a filibuster, you know, and they were just out there with their signs, like 15 to 20 people. And it's crickets from around, except for every time I drove by, I just laid on my yeah. horn because I feel like this is important yeah. here. And it is. It is important because that we'll slowly changes too. things. Anyway, again, here I am. Not having read the news, relating it back to my uh, limited experiences of the past month. <laughs> that's how it's going to be. That's yep. that's the hodgepodge. That's, that's the that's, theme that's, of the that's, show. That's the podge of the hodge. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling um, uh, uh, bleaker about the hope for change than I have for a while, and I guess because yep. we're kind of we're going through. You know, last year we had the big uprising, and now that Biden's in charge, we're watching. Uh, him kind of his his administration and the feds under him slowly and kind of methodically uh, take it apart um, mm. and penalize yeah. people. They've just started doing you know some nasty federal arrests of people in uh, in Portland of of activists and like today while people were waiting for those folks to get out of the jail, the cops just went and raided both jailed support and a nearby homeless encampment. It's just really? all. Yeah, it's and it's this, you know, Biden's going to continue to give them more money. These things that everyone recognized, these agencies that were were problematic um, and had too much power and everyone kind of was able to see it when Trump was in office. Now that Biden's in office, they're just going to be given more money. Oh, uh, for sure. They're already, I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, I that's mean, what that his happened. promise yeah. was when this was happening and he was yeah. still running. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's uh, what happened with the Capitol Police. Yeah, uh, uh, it's uh, and you see a lot of uh, that. Um, there's like a uh, bit of an uptick in crime uh, mm-hmm. over the last year. Um, I wonder why. Mm-hmm. And um, it's being framed as this like big uh, sort of like, oh, my God, the crime is up. See, defunding the police didn't work as if well, like that. Happened. As if we've done that. Um, and it's, but being it's not framed... just crime. It's like murder rates. Violent crime. Uh, yeah, and yeah, it's happened crime. as well. It's increased just as much, if not more, in areas that increased police mm-hmm. funding. Yep. Exactly. Which was um, more common than cutting it last year. But it's right. just a really quick way to point to 
now's not the time to be having these conversations. And there was, but yeah. it's backwards. Thinking. And there's a huge there's a huge dip uh, in uh, after like uh, towards the end of the '90s because um, there was a huge like crime was like very 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 high in the '90s. Um, yeah. And uh, there's a huge dip. Um, and this little uptick that uh, that we're seeing uh, is being framed as this uh, like uh, terrible, this terrible, like scary, scary thing. If you go back twenty years instead of ten, it's not so bad. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you can just see like, okay, this didn't work, this didn't work, so we need to like uh, give them more money, and uh, we're gonna do better training. That'll do it. Yes, training if, has been the problem. As if you don't see... Uh, as like, if the cop... A, a, a case we'll talk about later today yeah. uh, where they say, no, they did their training and it was good. It was good. And actually, spoilers, it was bad. The training was bad. What case yeah. is this? Um, I guess we'll, we'll talk we'll about it. I mean, I can tell... There's one... We'll this it. might be Let's the case you were talking about, Maybe. but it was the, the cop in Minneapolis who shot the guy by no, reaching for her not. gun instead of her um, taser. She had just received additional training on how to use her taser, like weeks before she murdered Wait, really? the guy. Yeah, well, I, I remember. Shins. I remember that case, but I don't. And she remember was that. the head of the union and like a twenty-year veteran and stuff. Like, she wait, wait, this is the most so recent much. case. I, it's not recent one now. From, it's not the most recent. No, case, but, but it it's happened from this like year. a month or two ago. Yeah, yeah. Wow, she had just received training. She, okay. Yeah, it was like four or five weeks before she had just gotten more training in how to fucking tase people, and she still accidentally tr- pulled a gun and killed Seems somebody. Like it didn't do the job, did it? Because the training isn't the problem. The problem is that it's a job that mm-hmm. rewards you for being a violent psychopath. So violent psychopaths love to do it. And the training just gives them excuses to say, well, I was just doing what I was trained to do when they murder people. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't. I mean, yeah, uh, this yeah. Uh, that wasn't what I was talking about, but it's a good Great. example of it. And yeah. while that, that there's multiple s- examples, another good example of why it's a problem that I wasn't thinking of the same thing. <sighs> yeah, um, this happened in Tacoma, Washington. Um, oh, I love Tacoma. Great yeah, town. Uh, Manuel Ellis was killed by police on March 3rd. And uh, the officers have been charged. Uh, the three officers, in- officers involved. So that's a thing. We'll see how that turns out. Um, but it's very... It, I'm, I'm hoping there's more... Hoping there's more uh, video of it. Because uh, according to witnesses and like other... There are various videos involved. Uh, a doorbell camera and bystanders and things. Before reading this, I just want to say this is a, a pretty upsetting graphic description of the events. So if you're sensitive to that, skip uh, a minute or so ahead. But he was having a, allegedly a polite, a calm conversation with cops. He was at a 7-Eleven and went up to their car and it seemed fine. Uh, he walked away and then uh, the cops uh, opened the door and just started just taking him down. Uh, according to witnesses, Officer Burbank swung open the passenger door, hitting Mr. Ellis from behind and knocking him to his knees. Officer Burbank then got on top of Mr. Ellis, prosecutors said. Bystander videos, a doorbell camera with audio and video, and dispatch radio traffic captured what happened next. Officer Burbank wrapped his arms around Mr. Ellis, lifted him into the air, and drove him down onto the pavement, hitting him with one of his fists, uh, prosecutors say. Officer Collins then moved toward Mr. Ellis and brought his weight down on him. With Mr. Ellis underneath him, Officer Collins, a 215-pound SWAT team member and Army veteran trained in martial arts, began hitting Mr. Ellis's head with his fist. Officers Col- Officers Collins can uh, excuse me, sorry, slowing down. Officer Collins can be seen on one video hitting Mr. Ellis's head four times as Mr. Ellis screamed. 
Hey, stop, one bystander screamed. Oh my God, stop hitting him. Stop hitting him. Just arrest him. Officer Collins then wrapped his arm around the front of Mr. Ellis's neck and locked his hands together while squeezing, applying a lateral vascular neck restraint. Mr. Ellis was not fighting back, prosecutors said. Three witnesses said they never saw Mr. Ellis hit the officers. He wasn't even defending himself, one said. Um, Officer Burbank fired a taser at Mr. Ellis as Officer Collins continued to squeeze his neck. Hey, y'all in the wrong right now, another witness said. After Mr. Ellis was jolted for five seconds, Officer Collins released his grip on Mr. Ellis's neck and Mr. Ellis's head fell limply toward the pavement. Officer Collins then pushed his arm onto the back of Mr. Ellis's head or neck, pressing his face into the pavement. As Mr. Ellis began to scream and writhe, the officers held his arms back behind his back, held his arms behind his back and pressed down on his body. According to a recording captured by a vivant doorbell camera on a house across the street, Mr. Ellis said clearly, can't breathe, sir, can't breathe. Less than 15 seconds later, he can again be heard pleading with the officers saying either breathe, sir, or please, sir. Officer Rankin later recalled, according to prosecutors, hearing Mr. Ellis say in a very calm, normal voice that he could not breathe and responding that if you're talking to me, you can breathe just fine. Have heard that many times before. An officer put a spit hood on Mr. Ellis's head while he was hogtied on his stomach, and while Officer Rankin was applying pressure to his back, the brand of spit hood includes instructions that specifically state that it should not be used on anyone having difficulty breathing. Prosecutors said Mr. Ellis remained under Officer Rankin, hogtied and face down for six to nine minutes Ugh. until the fire department arrived. Mr. Ellis's last known words were the same ones he had repeated throughout the attack can't breathe he's declared dead at the scene um so that's the description of what happened from prosecutors and various witnesses and um uh video and uh i'm gonna follow this up by uh reading this statement from the police union tacoma police union we are disappointed the facts were ignored in favor of what appears to be a politically motivated witch hunt we look forward to trial. An unbiased jury will find that the officers broke no laws and, in fact, acted in accordance with the law, their training, and Tacoma Police Department policies. An unbiased jury will not allow these fine public servants to be sacrificed at the altar of public sentiment. Um, so, classic statement from a police union. Maybe if that is the training, it's bad training. Yep. Maybe it's bad. Um, um, yeah, so, um, I don't know. That's in the news, yep. Katie. Welcome back. Welcome back, Katie. Welcome back, Katie. A sitcom welcome coming back. to Nick yeah. at night. A sitcom sometime in the where future. Three friends sit down and read graphic reports of police murders. I gotta say, I did feel a little bit. I could feel my chest constricting and yeah. like my like. Okay, this is ventured into the dark territory again. Yeah, I'm sorry. We'll get a That's little okay. lighter this again. That's okay. This is the news. That's what we yeah. do here. But yeah. first, we're going to take a little break. Yeah. yeah we'll That'd be on. good. That'd be good. Have a product or three to clear your soul. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through together or not. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Everything's so dumb, 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 dumb. Ah, uh, we're back. Welcome My God, back. you know, I, I was feeling pretty blackpilled before those ads. Um... Sometimes all we need in a horrible world is to be reminded that products and services exist mm-hmm. still. Yeah. Now, which one is so? I, I, red pill, black pill. Are they? Do, the black one, pill is, is one an you, antidote to the other. No, the black oh. pill is just when you realize there's there's no hope. Um, oh, that's the hospice yeah. pill. Yeah, Oof. that's the hospice. I, that's like emotional make hospice. Dark <laughs> jokes like that, but it's my mental state. That's it's how what you I know. That's how you Again, that's how you deal with it. Bring it back. Cool. Mm-hmm. What else do we've got? <laughs> um, I don't know, Katie. Uh, Cody and I got to talk about aliens for a while. I know. That I haven't nice. I listened to that, that yet. Actually. I should have listened to it on my yeah. drive home. That's okay. Fun. I've never listened to a podcast. I wanted life. to. I was actually pretty jealous. I, I <sighs> rightfully bowed out last week, whatever it was, and then I found out you were talking about aliens, and I was like, mm-hmm. God damn it. Well, you, that, well, you, well, what do you got to say opinion? about aliens? Yeah, yeah. What's, your, what's your alien take? Are you yay or nay? I'm very pro aliens. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Traitor. Mm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Take uh-huh. me away. Take me to away space. from here, to aliens. Space. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. To space. Send God, me to that the would moon. be so nice. Um, yeah. I'm just very curious. And I saw peripherally some story online that I didn't have the bandwidth to dig into about, you know, people the Navy or Air Force, whomever, saying like, yeah, we've been seeing all these sightings for years. <laughs> like, And I was like, what is this? Um, what'd you guys come up with? Are they right there? Um, yes, but not in the maybe, way that 
but what people are talking yeah. about now is nonsense. Probably, right. probably not. So the mo- yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're out there's, there. They're under. They're under the uh, in the oceans of Europa. I now, also waiting for us to discover. Listen their fishy to um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy on audiobook on the way out and back. Oh, that's delightful. Oh, it that's was, a good thing to listen to while thinking it, about death. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty pretty good. I mean, there's lots of things. I'm like, well, this is very clearly written by a white man with a certain ideology of the world. There's not a lot of, con- the jokes are fun, but you're like, there, there may be more surfacey than I remember it being, mm. you know, I kind of remember it being a bit more, you a know. More, a little more biting, a little more. Yeah, you know. but it was, well, it, it was gets, fun. Well, it gets later in the series, like Restaurant at the End of the Universe is probably the best book I need in to the go series. to the next one, yeah. Um, but I did yeah. love uh, that there is a character, Veet Vudajedj or something. <laughs> And he's like a little dorky guy that yes. I, I laughed. Douglas Adams desperately tried to warn us. I, I mean, like it was right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he talks about this a lot, how once he was backpacking and looked up at the stars and then had an, a, a series of seizures and visions of a rat-faced man running transportation. In and the there United was. States. And that's how Vudajes yeah. came into and That's, that's into exactly being. right. That's exactly right. He tried to warn us. <laughs> Valuable profit. So you guys don't have to catch me up on your alien episode, but I will go back and listen to it this week. Mm-hmm. You know who else tried to warn us about Pete Buttigieg? Who? Uh, I believe it was the Book us? of Ezekiel uh, oh. <laughs> when 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 he wrote uh, 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 that thing about four horsemen coming in and 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 hell riding with them. You know, from Tombstone. It's in Tombstone too. In that Tombstone. that part. Mm-hmm. That that's about Pete Buttigieg too. Hell rides with him. Veet Vudajedj um, was about a, a guy, this this guy that uh, is obsessed with knowing where all the ballpoint pens go. Mm-hmm. That, so, that's, that sounds like our rat boy. Oh, buddy. Uh, who else but rat boy? Oh. Um, oh, man. You know what I was doing recently to try to deal with everything? I just started like watching old YouTube videos of, uh, what was his name? The guy who played Lionel Hutz. Uh, uh, uh Phil Hartman. I just started watching Phil Hartman skits from the oh, 90s. He's wonderful. Mm. Oh man, real soothing. Real soothing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> powerhouse. That brought me like an hour of 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 complete happiness. That skit where he's 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 Bill Clinton at the McDonald's and he's just stealing everybody's food. <laughs> he's talking about warlords and <laughs> yeah. eating burgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eating burgers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah, he's real good. Uh, uh, they were going to they were working on uh they were developing a live action uh uh, Troy McClure movie. Mm-hmm. Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, what an death, amazing yeah. thing that would have been. Wouldn't that have been something? Yeah. Didn't he die violently? Yeah, yes, his wife did. murdered his wife him. Murdered. It's We don't need to go into that as much. I'm sorry. I just keep bringing it back to one, one of the One of the best skits in SNL history was one he did with Chris Farley, where mm-hmm. Chris Farley's a motivational speaker and yeah, he yeah, keeps yeah, telling yeah, kids yeah. about living in a van mm-hmm. down, down by, by the, the river. river. And it's it's Originally a perfect written skit. by Bob Odenkirk of Mr. Show. Really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know it was written by Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, that, he wrote it. It, um, it, it definitely feels like Bob. Yeah. He wrote it in uh, either Groundlings or Second City. I forget which one. Yeah. Uh, and he wrote it and he was like, well, I can't do this. This is for Chris. Yeah. So he gave it to Chris. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a perfect skit. If As long as you don't think too much about what happened to both of the actors in it very yeah. soon oh, after filming. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If only Chris Farley was still living in a van. Down by the river. Down by the river. Yeah. You know what's some good news though? Yeah. What's, some, what's that? Something surely. 
Right? Uh, Maybe. Just trying, to, just trying to dig us out of this, out of this depression nice. hole. I'm trying to get us out of that van. My <laughs> yeah. brain. There's got to be good oh news. Yeah. Uh, there's some. Yeah. Well, okay. 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 Hit us um, with well, the good news, Cody. Fact, Hit us uh, with the fucking some, good some, news. Okay. Give it to us. So the uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so vaccination rates are, are ticking up. That's yes. nice. That's great news. Um, among uh, kids. Kids are getting vaccinated. Um, good for them. That's uh, a large part of why they're uh, ticking upward. Um, I think another part of it is because states are offering money to people. Yeah, it, the bribing it really is. was. Um, and one thing actually that uh, that is uh, I think encouraging is that um, uh, there was a uh, bit of an uptick after the CDC basically said like, yeah, you don't have to wear a mask if you've been vaccinated. Like, yeah, it's, that, the point of that. the point of being vaccinated is that like it's safer now. Um, yeah. I think making that very clear to people um, made people more willing to go out and like, OK, well, if it can get back to normal, then I'll go get the vaccine. Um, so that's good. Yeah, Although absolutely. just go I'm going to just pepper in a little uh, darker uh, point is that um, something like 48 percent of people are hesitant to get the vaccine because they're worried that they can't get a day off if they have side effects. That's um, ridiculous. Which oh, is ridiculous I mean, um, that we that like that we that's the situation. That, yes. Uh, also, uh, a lot of people are worried um, that it actually costs something, even though it is free. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know. It's it's uh, I, I keep reading like little bits uh, like that. I'm like, we're never going to learn anything from this pandemic. It no, is highlighting not. so many things and we're just going to let the lessons wash over us. Yeah. Um, instead of doing anything about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's interesting because uh, – and Sylvia had mentioned this. Maybe we talk about post-vaccination life and have a conversation because it's mm-hmm. it's been tricky and weird. Like I was worried I, – I, I drove to Flagstaff the day that I was fully vaccinated. Um, yeah. And it was a strange culture shock for me. Not that people don't wear masks because they do, but it's much more like whatever – um, you know, Uh-oh. inside people mostly wear masks, but it's not really. But I, I very quickly lost my need to have it with me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I felt very guilty whenever I found myself like, oh shit, oh shit, and then I'd have to remind myself, wait, you're vaccinated, you're vaccinated, you're vaccinated, you're vaccinated. It's okay. Um, and it's, but it is weird. It 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 does feel like um. Continuing to wear your mask shows is a little bit disheartening. It could be disheartening for people uh, like, well, what's the point if it's still going to be the same? But it is tricky. And I think that people have a lot of reactions and things that come up at this point in letting go of this behavior. Um, And I don't know. I I am curious. I just got back last night. I was very curious of what it's going to be like now that I'm in L.A. Um, Well, LA L.A.'s mask mandate ends the 15th i believe and like so we still have a mask mandate right yeah still have a mask Um, mandate um i'll come back to la when that ends yeah i'm no longer (laughs) in la proper so it's hard to sort of gauge like just like going out oh yeah Um, pasadena count doesn't count as la area no it absolutely does not no no, i just Um, assumed that a, a order like that would reach but yeah um, so, but, so uh, like, we have like st- stores that have come out ahead of time being like, yes, we're not going to require it. Yes, we are. We're still going to require it. Um, I know that there's been a lot of things with like it, companies 
uh, asking employees to like show their vaccine card. And if they don't, then they still have to wear a mask, which mm-hmm. is a very slippery slope, I feel. Well, at least they aren't saying you can't work here. No. But all- um, but it is a slippery slope. You're right. Yeah. It's, um, it's hard and frustrating to communicate with people who um, and to how to how to approach this delicate issue. Yeah. yeah, that it that it's a delicate issue is frustrating because it's yeah, a really, it yes. really yeah. minor thing to ask. Yeah, it's not a big deal in the sense that it was necessary. Right. You can make an argument that like I think there were I think all of the rules mandating outdoor mask wearing were fucking outrageous and stupid from the beginning because yeah and the science has backed it up that like no that was never necessary it never helped um maybe if you're talking about like a concert or shit but people don't yes yeah, it's, it's when it's like when they're really fucking jogging outside right. that's just stupid it's like and dense it, crowds is the issue and yeah. it and it feeds the fucking bullshit it feeds people being like this is an unreasonable burden and shit right it's, absolutely it just sucks um but that shutting said, down the beaches Shutting down beaches, like all the things that are actually most healthy for people to do, um, like which is you know be out be outside and not go into a goddamn bar or something. Anyway, right, and, and yeah, socialize yeah. outside. Uh, and like where, yeah, yeah, I do understand that at the beginning we did not know everything, but we had a pretty good idea. And those beaches and different outdoor closures, parks, trails. Stayed that way for a long time, much longer than needed. It's one thing to, like, you know, assess the situation. But anyway, you guys get it. It's been frustrating. It's been hard. And it does fuel the division. It does fuel the animosity and the miscommunication and the lack of clarity that people have about it. Yeah, I just hate it. Um, I've seen a lot of uh, discourse about, you know, if companies are requiring medical history about this, that it might lead to, like, I've seen people being like, well, what other medical history of mine am I going to have to show my employer? So I've seen a lot of discourse about yeah. that mm-hmm. with people mm-hmm. being unsure. There's abs- And there's, there's some valid, valid questions to yeah. ask about some of that stuff, about the idea of, like, a vaccine passport to go to basic places and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Other again, countries, it's like, well, we do that already. But like, well, yeah, if it's like, it's if you different. can't go to McDonald's without, yeah, having. Well, this. I guess we're not going to be seeing that though. If we were, we would be seeing it already. No, I, mean, I don't. Other think countries, we are, so. Israel, I know. It's also like we've... a lot of these. A lot of these companies are not requiring it of their customers. So, right. but they are so, requiring it of their employees. And so, mm-hmm. if we're going on the honor system for for. Uh, people we haven't vetted and hired, et cetera, et cetera, but we're requiring it of people that we know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Mind you, I, I, I am vaccinated. I just want yeah. to like, yeah. I'm, like I'm, I'm, I, I'm just showing like um, what I've seen. Uh, ama- <laughs> amazing headline from the AV club uh, over the weekend, I believe. Yeah. Fully vaccinated people and also just liars can now go mask free at theaters. Yep. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Well, this was a frustrating thing. In Flagstaff, um, when Kathy was still in the hospital, they had strict rules about visitation, but we could go in. Um, I couldn't leave her room and re-enter it, uh, but you could go in. But then they said like only one or two visitors a day, but not at the same time. Um, although at first it was fine; we could go. Three of us would go in and visit, and then on. Five days later, they changed it so only one at a time, and you have to check in and get permission yeah. to go up. But they never once 
asked if you're vaccinated. There was no mm-hmm. no uh, asking or checking. It didn't matter if you were vaccinated or not. Um, and I thought that was interesting to have these strict rules that were very difficult because once someone's at this, this stage in their life, they deteriorate much quicker. Yeah. They don't have um, people around that they love and can talk to. Mm. And so it's frustrating. And I feel for them, I guess there's also a situation of like, how can, what can they do? But it just was wild that the COVID rules did not include being vaccinated in the hospital. Mm. Yeah. At, I mean, my grandma's in assisted living and like they do the temperature check. They do the have you traveled. Yeah. You have to mm. wash your hands when you get there and wear them. Mm. But it's never the vaccine question. But that's is all not more asked. than what the hospital did. Yeah. Right. And I mean, she. This is oh, in right, California, right. but like, yeah, this, right. there's there's no "have you been vaccinated?" question, right? So right. I feel like anyway. I feel like I feel like we don't per per usual America doesn't know what the fuck we're doing, and uh, running on the honor system in America is so terrifying. Yeah, but again, yeah, honor isn't our strong suit in this you're country. Vaccinated, you're vaccinated, and and so go out and live your life. Yeah, uh, go you out and you live you know, your life. Spit on everyone, every single person you encounter. Just start yeah. hawking loogies because yeah. that's mean, how you show love. In the CDC I'm website, gonna, it says sure. like if you've been vaccinated and you've been come in contact with someone who is literally uh, positive for COVID nineteen, then you uh, can still go and interact with unvaccinated people. It just mm-hmm. became a mantra for me this um, past month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's you're very vaccinated. Weird. It's okay. You're vaccinated. It's okay. Lick you're vaccinated. Everybody. Yeah. Lick everybody. Lick everybody. That's Lick what, everybody. Yeah. Uh, according to New Kaiser poll, uh, suggests uh, U.S. could reach seventy uh, percent vaccination by this summer. So seventy wow. percent of us Love. go lick everybody else. Yeah, it's fine. And I guess the rest mm-hmm. of you go for it too because you weren't going to get vaccinated anyway. Yeah, lick, there lick are whoever. some people still waiting um, to see how it affects people. There are mm-hmm. a sizable amount of people, which I, you know, fuck, I get it, who. Uh, are nervous about COVID because I've interacted with a few at this point who are nervous about COVID and take it very seriously are also nervous about a vaccine that has been rushed and have you, um, have you want guys... to take a mm. beat. I will say it's technically yeah. like we talk about how it's like a rushed like experimental thing. And it is. It's not really no. like rushed what I... so much as a lot of the things that uh, – they do with a vaccine to like develop it is done in a linear fashion yep. as opposed to doing all sort of at once. Well, um, and the mRNA technology has been worked on and has been around for like 10 years, I believe. Yes. Um, Cave yeah. was it, maybe he was the one that spoke with yes. us about that, but yes. So, but to me, that's the kind of misinformation that's getting in the way of some stuff. So, when I've encountered people, I say like, I totally understand where you're coming from. That's a reasonable thing to be afraid of. But I, did you know that it actually hasn't happened as quickly as it seems? It felt like that. But yeah. in actuality, this is technology that's been around a long right. time and they've been working on on it. So Maybe, yeah, Operation you know, Warp Speed, maybe not the best name for it. Maybe not the best branding. But, I mean, look, I, yeah. I, I didn't want anything that was too rushed and not proven, but I feel confident in it now, of course. Oh, well, I mean, I've taken way too many things literally called research chemicals because they're psychedelic drugs that have were just <laughs> tested on whoever wanted to get high yeah. to complain about an untested vaccine. Like, fuck it, I'll shoot anything into my veins. Who gives a go. fuck? Yeah, give me like, magic blood. 
I once licked black tar off a guy's fingers at a bar in rural India. Like, I don't give a shit. (laughs) Put it in my body. Let me be the guinea pig. (laughs) I'll I'll try whatever. But anyway, I just mentioned that to say that, like, people who aren't getting vaccinated and aren't all just saying, no, I don't ever want to get vaccinated and I don't believe in the virus. There are... There, yeah. there has been messaging problems. There has been miscommunication. There has been a lack of consensus this whole time. Yeah. Yes. So it makes sense that some people are hesitant and um, shaming people isn't necessarily the right way to uh, change that. But I think incentivizing my brother yeah. got vaccinated because his comp I mean, he would have eventually, but he signed up quick because his company gave him 500 bucks. Yeah. We Fuck it. Money. Bribe people. Hell yeah. Gives yeah. A shit. There are definitely. Yeah. They're like. There are concerns out there. They're like, yeah, that's understandable. Even like the economic concerns, all these sort of things. Um, But uh, there's also like maybe the microchip in your blood is a silly concern. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I think I think any sort of sort of to your point, Katie, I think a lot of people with various concerns are all lumped in with Bill Gates is trying to track your blood. Yeah. Um, which he and, is, which obviously yeah. he is, but, but he's doing that a, in other ways. It's a sex ways, thing. Right? It's yeah, not a control not, thing. Exactly, it's a sex exactly. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just for his. I, uh, yeah. And again, with that, I've said that it's like, no, I don't believe that. But yeah, I guess our common ground is that I hate Bill Gates, and he doesn't care about saving people. He cares about making money. So uh, no, don't trust him. But not because he's going to put chips in your blood. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's a uh, it's time it's time for an ad break. It's time guys. for a break. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through together or not. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. 
Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. We're back, and we we're you. celebrating the fact that we're already at 50 minutes, which means our work for today is nearly done. Um, what a hard job! Coming back happening. from a commercial break just we to have. say that, but well, no, we're doing, on? we're doing it. We've done it. We're doing it. Thank you, Cody. Thank you Thanks, for finally <laughs> adding an air horn to this podcast. The thing we really what needed. What we've been missing this whole um, time. So there was a series of developments, re climate change, uh, that has been mainly celebrated by kind of liberals and in in kind of center left media we fixed as it? a. Uh, yeah, we we it's did over. it. It's over. Everything's the rains are coming back. Um, no, it's been described like the CNBC article. I'm looking at describes it as a crushing day for big oil. Um, and it was a series of different uh, defeats for oil companies. Um, in terms of like one of them was uh, it was fucking um, um, Exxon. There's a group of kind of activist investors which have a point zero two percent stake in Exxon who organized like. I guess a little insurgency within the company that unseated two board members. Oh. Um, and this activist investment firm wants to force the company to speed up plans to pivot away from fossil fuels. That's cool. Um, it's one of those things where I guess it's not a bad sign. It also is real hard to say whether or not it's going to matter at all. But um, I like because that the strategy CEO was like, "Well, I welcome the new directors, and I I want to help them understand." Yeah, I think that that's, yeah. I like that I don't know that I think it inv- can matter at all. Not at that smaller yeah. percentage, I think, ultimately. Um, I, I, but to be, I just don't know if it can possibly matter. It might not, but I like the, yeah. I like that tactic as an It attempt. might also just end with the company being, because the, the CEO, Darren Woods, was like, I welcome the new directors and I'm looking forward to helping them understand our plans and hear their uh-huh. insights and perspectives, which I, I take but, means they're just going to find new ways to make mm-hmm. it seem like they're not killing the planet without yeah. actually changing any of That's their... That's a strategic... Also, yeah. I look forward to uh, helping them understand, or wh- however that phrasing was. It's like, oh, I look forward yeah. to educating them as to why we're not going to listen. But they're trying to... This firm has talked a good game, and they talk particularly about decreasing em- emissions now, not in the future, which is you know kind of what everyone's been saying. Uh, is like, well, we're gonna we're gonna get emissions down by 2050 or whatever, and these guys are like, well, it needs to be faster than that. So nah, I don't know. it's not a it's not a bad sign that that happened at Exxon. I just don't know if it's actually going to matter. Yeah. Um, the other big decision was um, a Dutch court ruled that Shell had to reduce its carbon emissions by 45 percent by 2030 uh, wow. from their 2019 levels. Um, they had offered to reduce their emissions by 20% by 2030, so that's a significant increase. Um, the court ruling also said that Shell's responsible for not just its own carbon emissions, but those of its suppliers. Um, and this is uh, probably the first time in history that a company has been legally obligated to um, like follow the the Paris Agreement, basically, to put its policies in line with the Paris Agreement. Uh, Shell called the court decision disappointing, which is kind of heartening to me because I mm-hmm. like it more when they're 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 vocally unhappy with it. Right. Um, and yeah, it's been it's you know it's kind of hard to say again whether or not this will matter. So um, there's been one guy, Tom 
Cummins, who's a, a dispute resolution partner at a law firm uh, called Amherst, uh, said that he thought this would have a broader impact on the oil and gas industry. Uh, he said, quote, this is arguably the most significant climate change related judgment yet, which emphasizes that companies and not just governments may be the target of strategic litigation, which seeks to drive changes in behavior. Um that said, uh, other folks have been significantly more, uh, I don't know, black-pilled about this. Um, there's one guy I thought was particularly, uh, uh, I don't know, I, I kind of line up with this view, which is like, it, well, they're going to appeal this, uh, and it's this high court ruling in a single European country isn't going to actually change how this massive international oil company does things. Um, it has negligible chances to survive appeals. It's mostly symbolic, and it's not going to do anything. Um, I don't know. I'm certainly hopeful that uh, big that that it does something. Um, but I don't know if it will. Uh, so, and no one really does yet. But yeah, we'll see. Anecdotally, if this is a positive, I agree. None of this sounds like uh, will ultimately move the needle. Big corporations at mm -hmm. the end of the day care about their bottom line. But again, bringing it back to Flagstaff, guys. I was going to wait, wait for it, wait for this Flagstaff. Again, talking to people. I mm -hmm. was surprised at how universal talking to people with different backgrounds, universally, it was an agreement that climate change is a problem. So, you know, that's, that's outside good. of well, the Well, it's hard to not see that in it's Arizona. It's hard to not see yeah. that. Yeah. It, it really isn't. Like, and and a concern and people so to me I was like it's like that's something that's not polarizing right now, um, mm -hmm. at least to this community that I was in and I was a little heartened by that, um, like this is okay we can agree and there was a consensus of big corporations being a problem that is preventing us from making significant changes so I don't know if that is at all a positive spin but to me that made me feel good that at least there's some common ground there. Yeah, yeah that's not that that changes things um, as a situation currently, but perhaps as we move forward in our lifetimes, we will see a necessary step. It's a necessary step. Things. Yeah. Um, um, it yeah. Requires... And again, anecdotal. It's not like I'm speaking for the whole country. It's just. Yeah. People, yeah. People are slowly coming around. To I that. think there's some also, data to support that. Yeah. yeah. Also, I mean, uh, the Republican Party has for, you know, so long denied it being a mm -hmm. thing at all yeah um, and, and the now they're is, of the mind of like well it's real and like maybe we won't do anything about it we but just shouldn't real. take any but, action yeah. whatsoever um there's things you can do for the economy i mean it's it's good to it doesn't matter you would think that it could be in line with republican talking points if they just change their fucking mind yeah I, this is kind of a mixed more of a mixed thing so back in january the supreme court agreed to hear ruling or agreed to hear arguments about um, a case where the city of Baltimore is basically suing a number of energy companies seeking monetary damages from them due to costs caused by a global climate change. Um, and the question was whether or not this could be seen in federal court. And it was, it was thankfully a narrow, like decision, like it was, a, they were looking for a narrow ruling. So they weren't deciding whether or not cities could sue oil and gas companies over the consequences of climate change, but they were deciding whether or not that should be seen in federal court, uh, or in state court. Mm -hmm. Um, and the Supreme Court ruled, uh, uh, in favor of the oil companies. Um, okay. it, it, it's kind of like a technical legal issue. Um, now this has still not been, um, this has still not been kind of like completely litigated. 
Um, and interestingly enough, Samuel Alito had to recuse himself. It was a seven to one, not eight to one, because he owned stock in two of the oil companies right. involved in the litigation. Of course. Um, yeah, and you know, uh, uh, oh, sorry. The 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 nature of the case was that uh, the city government wanted to be heard in state court because it was more amenable to them. The energy companies wanted to um, have it heard in federal court. Um, and it was a question about like whether because the gas emissions cross state and international lines, and yeah, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of these companies in this technical legal issue. Sorry, we're struggling to figure things out as this is going on. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's not ideal. Uh, but I don't know something. Uh, no. it's uh, it, it's just what whatever is going to happen like yeah. they, this is going to keep getting like now they have to litigate in in federal court which is less amenable to the the cities than a state court would be um but it doesn't mean that like ultimately they're not going to be able to uh get damages from these companies over mm-hmm. climate change and i think it kind of i think it's probably going to wind up mattering how bad like i i think once we have some more horrific climate disasters. Um, it will become more common to sue these these companies. I I, I kind of suspect, um, eventually they're going to lose that case. Um, not yeah. that case, but eventually they're going to lose that kind of cultural battle. Um, kind of like cigarette companies did. Now right. cigarette companies are still doing fine. Um, so I don't think it matters all that much. But uh, I don't know. Something, something to think about. Yeah. Yeah, so apparently, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I've been kind of digging into different chunks of the climate fight um, because there's just so much going on right now. In Oregon, we have down in southern Oregon in the Klamath, which is um, a farming area, um, since uh, farmers have been getting water from these, um, the state watershed or from this, uh, from this river, like, diverted since 1906. But the because there's a huge drought, you know, the whole West is in the worst drought in history. Um, they they're not the state said you're not getting water this year, um, and it's largely because the indigenous tribes in the region have specific rights that they've argued with the state um, to keep water levels at a certain level to keep this population of salmon that's important to them alive, and the farmers have been illegally siphoning water, uh, okay. and now they're getting in trouble. Um, and so they've want, some group of them have bought some land that that abuts the um, the uh, the basically abuts like where the the water irrigation stuff starts um, that they can like basically cut a fence to gain access and turn back on the water flow. And the Bundys are showing up and they're talking about like doing violence and picking up guns and fighting God. to be able to water their crops uh, until the water completely runs out and then they're fucked anyway. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's just kind of the first salvo in what are going to be a series of escalating water wars. Yeah. Kind of undoubtedly. Um, and that shit's happening. Like the, another big aspect of it, we're seeing this in, um, in Brazil right now, right? The, Mm -hmm. the, the, most of the protests against Bolsonaro are over his kind of response to Mm COVID-19, but probably the worst thing he's done has been his commitment to increasing logging in the Amazon. Yes. Yes. Um, because if you look at what he's promised to open up to logging, the amount of carbon released into the atmosphere 
from from what Bolsonaro has promised to open up uh, and is continuing to try to open up in the Amazon um, would exceed on an annual basis the amount of carbon generated by the United States and China put together. Um, like it's a it's a massive um, increase in emissions uh, because of how much carbon the uh, the Amazon basically like locks into the earth. It stops from going into the atmosphere. Yeah, that's so a it's, huge thing that we don't pay enough attention to just for yeah. a hot second when the fires were raging. But And there's a there's a number of fights going on all throughout South like South America, Latin America is going to be one of the major battlegrounds. Um because there's in, in Chile and Brazil, um and I think Colombia as well, there are groups like indigenous militias that have been fighting loggers. And some of these mm-hmm. loggers are are technically legal. A lot of them are illegal because they're logging in indigenous lands where but there's, you know, this has been there there have already been people killed um and people fighting like with weaponry over whether or not they can log chunks of the Amazon. And that's going to increase too. Like we're just kind of at the early ramping up level of what I think is going to be a, a pretty significant amount of violence uh, in I our mean, lives. And, and again, there's already been fighting over water uh, in a number of parts of the world. It's just going to get more common. Yep. And it, it to an extent, when I keep when I, uh, I I've spent less time, which is why I kind of fumbled on it, ta- looking about like the legal challenges in the United States to these companies, because in some ways that's like um, that's like trying to treat lung cancer by taking cough drops. Um, because it's, it's like the, the actual problems and most of the impact of them is occurring overseas. Like the U S has only now started to really, when the fires hit bad and when some of the storms hit bad, that's when most people have started to notice there's a problem as opposed to places overseas Mm -hmm. that have been, you know, because they have less resources, because they're less insulated from changes in climate have been increasingly like that's part a big part of why we're seeing such an increase uh, in undocumented immigration. Absolutely, it is. And it's all when we talk about immigration, we fail to talk about consistently the myriad of different things that are fueling it, and how that if we really want to help people to survive, we have to address these fundamental needs. You know. And um, and the fighting, I I don't know. I the, the longer yes. I think about it, the more I am on the side that like, like I'm not against the court cases against these fossil fuel companies. I'm not against you know these activist investors trying to change things. I'm certainly um not going to to tell them not to do that. I'm not going to say that's pointless. But from where I'm standing, I think the most important parts of the fight are going to happen on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, between human beings, and uh, I just don't, I just don't see any way around that at this point. I don't know. That's kind of what I'm planning to spend my summer looking into. So I mm-hmm. guess we'll see if my opinions on it change once I've uh, dug, uh, in. dug yeah. in a little bit more. Um, but I'm reading a real good book right now called "Our Uninhabitable Earth." Um, mm-hmm. That is, you know, from a guy who's not at all a climate activist who admits at the start that, like, if human beings weren't going to be affected so much, uh, he wouldn't really care that much about natural habitats being damaged. Um, But and so thus a very uh, not activist and not alarmist look at what's Mm -hmm. going to be happening. And of course, it's it's terrifying um, because the actual just basic if you're 
Like it, it it's, it's, it's. Right. Um, if you look at the information, the facts, it's not yeah. good. No matter. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You're looking at it reasonably. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking I, I'm going to try and, and get the book in the hands of some of my, um, some of my family members who are, are, you know, have admitted, well, yeah, of course it's happening, but I think it's, you know, there's not really agreement on how bad it's going to be and all this right, stuff. Right. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a good, because he's not coming at it from a, because he's coming at it from a, look, I wouldn't care so much about this if it wasn't going to impact human society standpoint. Right. I think it might be a good book to More be yeah. in for uh, um, I don't know. Uh, that's all I got for today. I think that's good. Yeah, I think that's a that's a that's a cast we've potted. You can't stop it. You wouldn't we stop can't, stop the pods. Can't stop. Won't stop till next can't, week. Can't when cast the pods. You should look you for another drop. For well, I guess you can stop it because mm-hmm. once the episode's over, you can just hit stop and then it'll be over. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, the listener, can stop it whenever yeah. you want. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You have the power. You're right. You have I don't the power. It, but you're yeah, I don't, don't use don't use the power. Anything. Don't use the power. Don't for the love of God, don't do it. It's like that TikTok commercial. Yeah. TikTok, tic tac. Can you breathe without a tic tac? Of course. Of course. Should you? It. No, of course don't, not. Don't fucking do it with tic tac. No. Like, don't you fucking do it. You know yeah. what can end this episode? Everything's so dumb. Everything's so dumb, and it's gonna get dumber. Great. I tried. Lovely. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency, where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch, so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.